Hey there. Happy New Year from all of us here at Theolab Media to you. Today's episode is a bonus New Year's Day edition of The Mourner's Bench and part two of our altar call extravaganza. Listen in for a few more conversations with some of you, our listeners. If you'd like to join us in the future for a recording session and place your own folks on The Mourner's Bench, go ahead and send an email to whatsupatthetheolab.com. We'd love to have a conversation. Just send us an email and we'll be in touch. What's up, good people? Happy New Year. Did y'all stay safe? You better have. Welcome back to the Mourner's Bench. I'm Brandon Thomas. And on today's episode, we've got part two of our altar call extravaganza. Listen in as we talk to a few listeners from Tennessee, California, and Georgia. But before we get into that, please remember, we are back to our normal routine next week with the conversation about climate change. Our Tuesday episode is called Shit on the Planet, Shit on God. Why are Christians killing the planet? We'll be talking about why climate action may be a helpful way to create solidarity between different groups of people and different justice causes. And then next Thursday, the conversation continues. KT and I will be joined by Dr. Elizabeth Albright, who is a professor of environmental science at Duke University. She's also someone who listens to the Mourner's Bench. So we're calling this the first of what we hope will be many listener views, listener interviews, listener perspectives. We're still toying with the name. But without further ado, let's get into part two of our altar call extravaganza. Y'all ready? Let's get into it. Hello. Hey, how are y'all? Who we got on call? This is Brandon Perkins. How are y'all? What's up, Brandon? I like that name. What up, y'all? That's a, that's a <laughs> solid, <laughs> strong name. It's a good, strong name, yes. The Brandon we have is faulty. We want to send it back. <laughs> so we got, we got a better Brandon on the phone. We want to upgrade. Yeah. Brandon, thank you for uh, calling in today. Where are you calling us from? I am calling from Noonan, uh, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. Noonan, shouty. All right. All right. Brandon, we're just going to cut straight to the chase. Uh, who you want to put on the mortars bench today? Well, I've been waiting for this for several weeks now to put some people on the bench. Uh, so first person I got to put on the bench is Betsy DeVos. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> mm, yes. As a public school teacher, uh, I acknowledge that schools would have been a hot, fiery mess regardless of what we did this year. But the way that she showed neglect for public schools and its teachers and its students is just appalling. And she needs to sit on the bench until January 20th and then stay there until the Lord comes back. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be yeah. a long time. I support yeah, all it's of gonna this. Be a long I support time. it, Brandon. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Brandon, I go one further. I've been saying that some people just need to die. We have a COVID-19 <laughs> section of I the Mourner's Bench. <laughs> well, I mean, you know... I would not cry any tears if Betsy sat there until she passed away. Yeah, and I don't want it to be long. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, so, you yeah. know, she can be on the fast Mitch, track. Trump, I got a whole list. Oh, but yeah. Anyway. Brandon, let me ask you a question. What do you think uh, Betsy DeVos is going to do in retirement, right? Her her time is drawing nigh. What's, uh, what's her, like, final farewell? Well, you know, I think in retirement she's going to do what she was doing beforehand, which is helping rich white people stay rich. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Gonna do what comes natural to her. Absolutely. Absolutely. So are you a teacher, Brandon? I am. I am. I teach here in uh, the metro Atlanta area with Fulton County Schools. And so 
I'm not putting some folks on the bench because I want to keep my job. I say. What do you teach, Brandon? I'm teaching world history. So a fascinating time to teach world history. Now, are you in person or are you online? So we are doing simultaneous instruction. Oh, my goodness. uh, Wow. I've got thoughts about that. uh, But, uh, yeah, it pays the bill. So we're going to just keep on easing on down the road. So how many people do you have in a class that are actually there on site? For me, uh, this first semester, I never had more than 10, Mm. but some colleagues had more, uh, some had a lot less. I guess I can say I'm blessed that our part of the county of the parents are listening to science, you know, imagine Mm. that, Mm -hmm. and they kept their kids home. Uh, Other parts, they listened to other voices that weren't science. Brandon, I know uh, you, you got a couple of other people you want to put on the bench. Give us, uh, give us one more. Who else you want to put down there with Betsy DeVos? Okay, so I'm putting the entire SBC convention on the bench. They got to go. That's on the a bench. lot of folks. They got to go on the bench. Uh, we gonna need a second bench for all those people. <laughs> yeah, all of them, uh, because their presidents came out and renounced critical race theory and said it was incompatible with their convention, which I'm trying to figure out how in 2020 the SBC is still a thing, how a convention founded on preserving the right to own enslaved people Mm -mm -mm -mm. is still a thing in 2020 and how people still go to those churches. Now, Brandon, not everybody knows what the SBC is. Can you tell our uh, listeners what what do you mean by the SBC? Sorry, the Southern Baptist Convention, the Mm -hmm. largest Protestant denomination in the country, which is still baffling to me. But white supremacy is what it is, and it is evil, and it is powerful. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. Brandon, you black? Shut up. <laughs> yes, I, <laughs> I heard that little Southern twang. I thought you might be a little Trump supporter. I was like, we got a Trump, we got a MAGA supporter on the no. <laughs> no, Brandon, we already got one Brandon here that's a Trump supporter. She, we don't need another. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Well, Brandon, we're so grateful that you listen, and we uh, are grateful for your Mourner's Bench nominees, and we'll have to get back in touch and hear more about how your COVID-19 is going with you as a teacher. Brandon, appreciate you calling, man. Thank you so much. Well, thank you all. All right. Take good care. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Peace. See ya. Hey. Hey there. Hello. <laughs> how are you doing? Is this Sarah? It is. Hey, this is KT from the Mourner's Bench. We've got uh, Pastor Sam yo, and yo, yo. Uh, fucking Malcolm <laughs> and Brandon Thomas here in the room. Are you, Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Just trying to relax. Rest. Well, we are we are thrilled to hear who you've got to put on the mourners bench. You may have one. You may have many. Who belongs on this mourners bench next to Brandon Thomas? I'm not on the bench. I keep telling y'all, <laughs> no, I am not. Sam, so, just so you know, I think four other oh, callers have put Brandon on the bench. So that if you want to do that, false. feel free. No, it's not false. Your mother put you on the bench. Shut up. That's not important <laughs> okay. right now. <laughs> this is about Sarah. Sorry, Sarah. Um, my first one is Santa Claus. Yes. Hear me out. I'm listening. So I've been like scrolling through Facebook and I just keep seeing one after another of these cities posting these like notifications that, you know, they held some sort of Santa Claus event. I hope no kids are listening, but that they held some sort of Santa Claus event and that Santa tested positive like the next day. And I'm just sitting here because the kids were allowed to, you know, the kids were allowed to sit on Santa's lap. Like, these aren't events that were COVID-safe. And so 
I just, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, if you're getting this job at Santa Claus and they're not doing any COVID protection, I'm like, you should just be saying no. But they said yes. And now all these kids have been exposed. This one I saw um, out of South Carolina, you know, it was something like 150 kids at this event. And the Santa tested positive like two days later. Wow. And they had to notify all these families. But also the parents of these kids who are letting their kids sit on Santa's lap. Right. Oh, my gosh. I'm also like. So that's that's definitely one I got. So I want to push pause um, and just say what you did implicitly is put Katie on the bench because Katie let her child believe in Santa Claus until she was 17 years old. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was actually going to say this is going to be challenging for Katie and Katie's child because Katie allowed Santa to be the emotional, to raise her child emotionally and to, and to provide emotional grounding for her child. That is not you know, what you, I was talking you, about you last week. with Santa Claus. Uh, no. <laughs> hey, I did the Santa Claus, sit on Santa Claus lap once and it was horrible. Is that why you're a lesbian now? <laughs> wow. Sarah, who else are you putting on the bench? Um, the executives for Dr. Seuss Incorporated. Because I don't know how much y'all keep up with all the pop culture stuff, but Kylie Jenner this year, you know, she does like a winter makeup collection. And this year it was based off the old 1960, whatever, how the Grinch stole Christmas. And so, you know, they had to sign off on that. And I was just sitting there going like, that's a kid's story. That is a story for kids. And you let her sexify that whole story. So like, she posed with the Grinch all sexually and all her like advertisements and all her makeup is named, like she has like a Cindy Lou Who shade. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think David is trying to look up this now since you said she posed sexy. <laughs> David is like Googling. Y'all, y'all, y'all hold up. Grinch Kylie Jenner, you said, give me just a second. Let me <laughs> Google that. I'm like, y'all definitely sold out. Yeah. Like this, Dr. Seuss is only so much of our childhood, well, my childhood at least, but I still got to hold on to it. Y'all let Kylie Jenner take it and make a whole makeup line out of it That's and make money off of that. that right. is, I'm, I'm Googling Ooh, it too. That is a, that is a mess. Mm. Do not Google that. And like she dresses up as the Miss Grinch in some of her and she's got mm. like no clothes on basically. Oh my goodness. Like, wow. Katie's like, let me go look. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Sarah? We just, we jumped right into the bench, but I'm wondering if you have um, some hopes for 2021 after, um, after everything we've been through here in 2020. Do you have any hopes for 2021? Uh-huh. I just hope that, you know, my biggest hope would be that a lot of people, you know, I hear them say, I can't wait for things to get back to normal. I can't wait for us to get back to normal. And I'm like, no, normal is what got us here. Mm-hmm. I, I, my hope would be that we learn and we do better in 2021, whether that's the way we care for the environment, the way we care for each other, the way we actually realize how important uh, professions like teaching, medical care, uh, bus drivers, grocery stores, how important all of those people are. Yep. So I'm like, my biggest hope is that we don't try to go back to normal. That with this vaccine coming out with people, you know, hopefully getting through this in the next few months that we say, let's do better. Yep. Let's be better. Let's just be a better world than what we walk, we were walking into all of this. Let's build back better. Build back better. Mm. Who said that? Oh, 
I should coin that. (laughs) (laughs) I think Trump said that. Well, Sarah, we're so grateful for you listening and for uh, you calling in today and sending in your uh, Mourner's Bitch nominees. And we should talk again in 2021. Of course. Thank you all so much. Take care of yourself. Thanks, Sarah. Will do. Bye. 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 Hello. Hi. Hi there. Hey, who am I speaking with? This is Sarah. Hey, Sarah. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm wonderful. This is Pastor Sam calling you from the Mourner's Bin. Hi. I love you guys. Hey, listen, I've got KT with me. I've got fucking Malcolm and I've got <laughs> Brandon. We're all here. Poor Malcolm. Poor Malcolm. No, it's not poor Sarah, Malcolm. It's you. fucking Malcolm. Thank you. Thank you. I, I take a lot of abuse. Thank you. Pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please pray awesome. for Malcolm. So we're all here together on the bench, and we're 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 really just joining Brandon. Brandon is actually on the bench, and we're here with him. Sarah, so not I am not. I'm not here. I'm, it's not me. They're Sarah. lying. Sarah, tell us where you're calling from. I'm calling from California. What? Come on, West Coast. Ooh, mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. We're so glad that you're listening from California from and that Cali? you're joining us from Cali. Yes. It is beautiful and sunny, but it's 46 degrees. So. Oh, 40s. I didn't know God. it got like wow. that in California. My brother's been trying to tell me to move to California. I thought it was always 72 and sunny, except when there's the wildfires. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, no, for the most part, I would say the majority of the time it's beautiful, but I am an early bird, so I was uh, up and walking this morning, and it was pretty chilly. Awesome, awesome. So, Sarah, tell us, what do you do out there in California? I am a teacher. You are a teacher. Excellent. So, tell what is that like right now in Cali in the midst of COVID-19? Well, you know what? Here's the thing about teachers. We... Um, we changed our entire way of life in 24 hours. Yes. They said, um, you're on a Thursday. They said, you, we're done. And, you know, we knew it was coming, so we'd been planning a little bit. But they said, oh, by the way, don't come to work on Monday. You're going to be doing it from home. Figure it out. And wow. uh, in 24 hours, we had a plan. Um, we had a very busy weekend. My husband had to set up an office for me and hardline me in because none of the technology would work. And by Monday morning, we were cruising. We were teaching math. So I'm going to be sending my middle schooler to you then so you can handle her math because she hasn't. Uh, I will take her. That's my group of people. I love the sarcasm. I love the creativity. I, I started out teaching kindergarten and this is a much better place for me. So, Sarah, this has been a crazy year. Uh, You've been listening and you know well that we put people on the bench, on the mourner's bench. Who do you have, whether it's a person or place or thing, who do you have that you want to put on the bench? Well, um, I want to put all the K-12 parents who've posted negative things about the current status of education Mm. in this time of COVID on the bench. In March, April, and May of distance learning last year, they were posting they thought we were the hardest working professionals. We didn't get paid enough. We were amazing. Mm -hmm. And now this school year, since we're back in distance learning, the posts are saying we're lazy, we're scared of COVID, we're holding their kids back from real-life instruction because we want to be home in our pajamas. And uh, I got to tell you, there is nothing that we as educators want more than to be back safely in our classroom with our kids. 
We are worried about their mental health. Mm -hmm. We are worried about their academic progress. And we are worried about their future. So I think those parents need to get on the bench. Get on the bench. And I would imagine that it's actually more challenging to, to do this work in the age of COVID and distance learning and all of these things. So to, to say that, that teachers are lazy, I, I just doesn't think that that computes. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I've never worked harder in my life, and I've been a teacher for 26 years. So um, the thing that I think people forget is that um, when I can look your child in the eyeball and I can see them walking down the hall, I know if they're having a good day or a bad day or if they just broke up with their girlfriend. So I can tell walking down the hall that your kid needs a little something extra today. I can't tell that when they won't turn their camera on. Mm, and I yeah. can't tell that when they, you know, I can't, I can't talk to them as a whole person and I can't um, meet them as an individual when all I'm seeing is their forehead, yeah. you know? So it really is changing education from being, or at least the way that we at my school and the majority of the educators that I know, where we deal with the whole kid. I'm not just sitting here trying to teach you, you know, the circumference of a circle. I am trying to help you through this time of your life, and I can't do that over Zoom. Mm. Yeah. I will say that my, um, all the middle school teachers that are, um, all the teachers got on a conference call a few weeks ago and it was just the most beautiful experience. And and so I, I have a, a great deal of appreciation for teachers, but the, after that, I mean, they, they were just so loving and caring. It was just a wonderful reminder for Jordan, especially that how much y'all are doing and how much you yeah. are caring for students, even during this time, they had been on like five or six calls before they even got to us. And so um, I am grateful for you yeah. and what you're doing. Well, thank you. You know, um, my husband and I had COVID and we were in lockdown for 17 days wow. in the back of our house. And I have three kids and they were taking care of us. So they're older, they're not little. They were taking care of us. And the one thing that really broke me was when the the school, um, a bunch of their teachers, a bunch of my high school kids' teachers got together and put together money for an Uber Eats gift card and dropped it off on the front porch because they knew that my high school kid was making food for us and making food for his little sister and... I mean, that, that is what teachers are, and that is what teachers are doing in the time of COVID. So anybody saying a negative word about teachers is, uh, I can't believe it. It's amazing. Sarah, we really, really, really appreciate uh, you calling in and placing uh, those parents on the bench. They are on the bench, and uh, <laughs> they are safely sitting next to Brandon. So thank you, Sarah. <laughs> we, will, uh, we will talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. All right. It's great to talk to you. Happy holidays to y'all. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hello? Hello, Felicia. Hello, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Is anybody else there with you? Yes. Dan Corn is here. What's up, Torn? How you doing? Good. What's up, Torn? Hey, hey. That's hey, Sam. So, so, I mean, so I'm, here with, I'm here with everybody, Malcolm, KT, and Pastor Sam. I was going to ease into this because before we get any further, we got to settle something. Oh, shoot. So these, okay. these people on here. These people. These people. I said what I said. 
Lord. Trying to tell me <laughs> that I'm crazy because I don't know what pumpkin pie tastes like. And I tried to tell them that it's, so this, this is pumpkin pie, friends. This is my cousin who made the pumpkin pie. Uh, who tricked me into eating the pumpkin pie. tricked you. She did trick me. Felicia, did, did you not trick me? I don't remember that. D'Antoine. <laughs> Wait a minute. D'Antoine. <laughs> D'Antoine, I need backup. Did she not trick me into eating pumpkin pie? Well, here, here's what I remember. I remember that you didn't care. You put that whipped cream on top of that pie. <laughs> Ooh, that, that sounds right. Were, were cocktails right. involved in this? Um... No, we were at her mother's house. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I just don't remember all of that. But here's what I will say about the pie. Brandon, I myself have witnessed you eat a sweet potato pie that had absolutely no spices in it at all. Are you, you trying like, to come, are you trying to come for me? I am. And you were like, it was so good. And I tasted it and I couldn't even finish it. It was like baby food wow. in a pie. Baby <laughs> food <laughs> in a pie. Whose pie was this? This was Vicky's. I can't. My mama no, don't do that. Not, <laughs> no, You're not going to come for my mama. I will never say on here whose pie it was. Oh, I'll text but, you later. Oh, yep. shoot. <laughs> I don't know who's, th th when was this? Was this in like the 1990s or was this into the 2000s? I'm not even giving that level of detail. <laughs> I gotta figure out what this is. Brandon, just lift your hands and head to the altar. Yeah, shout out to Tiana, my sis. We had like eight people put Brandon on the altar today. So Sam, we, we haven't even talked to eight people. We've talked to eight people. So, but, but still to my main point, I feel like the way that you made the pumpkin pie, it just had all the proper spices. <laughs> It did. So as long as you season it correctly, then it's fine. It really is. I have to figure out this mystery sweet potato pie. This is strange. Anyway, I know. so uh, <laughs> tell us how y'all are faring through COVID-19. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that good, well, huh? Um, so I guess we'll just be kind of transparent. We both had COVID. Uh. So, uh, yeah, but we survived and our symptoms were very mild. So we are uh. grateful for that. And, um, yeah, it's just been crazy. I think the worst part of it all for me is if I could just go on, like, a week vacation, I'd probably be okay. But I kind of feel like I'm losing it, just not being able to get away and unplug. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I talked to my mother, Aunt Vicky, uh, this morning. And, you know, she got the first round of the vaccine. Yes. And so she was I nervous about it. So are y'all going to take the vaccine when it comes out? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I probably will. I don't <laughs> you don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't believe it. You don't sound convincing. Yeah, we're praying about it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I will. I'm gonna wait a while. I think. I feel like we might be on the same boat. Yeah. Oh gosh. What you don't judge us. What are y'all doing? Judge you? Are, would y'all take the vaccine? <laughs> Malcolm, you taking the vaccine? When you said earlier that you want all the white people to take it to make sure that it's safe before, I was kind of like, yeah, I do too. Like, <laughs> but Malcolm, you got you got to be involved in that. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know what? Nah, I'll 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 take the vaccine. Yeah. I, I Mike Pence did it. I mean, I know he would never lie wow. to us. I'll, wow. I'll probably, <laughs> this is gonna be like a reverse Tuskegee Airman experiment. Like all the white people go first. Yeah. In the end, so I'm like that. I'm like that. You know, it's like when a new phone comes out. It's like I'm gonna get the second batch. Yeah, when, you're not an early adopter. Yeah, kids. yeah. And so I want to download. I want to download the update on my computer like after the second after update the, is ready. Right, yep, right. I'm with you. I'm so with I'll you. take it at some point. But they had there's like some uh, app or something that you can quiz online that you can take to show when you'll actually get the vaccine given what you do. Or, can I lie? Well, <laughs> so I what it said for me is that 81 percent of the population of Georgia would get it before I would even be able to get it. So I don't even. And you're a white woman. 
So that's like that goes against. <laughs> your, your, I'm just telling you what like, it said. <laughs> that should upset your privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the first shall be last and last. Yeah, hey, there it is. But we 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 gonna get through this thing. But so y'all uh, y'all been listening to the podcast. What's your favorite episode so far? Oh my god. I think mine still hands down has to be the Mary episode mm. where Malcolm came through and I was like cooking dinner while I was listening to it and I just fell out in the middle of the floor because oh Malcolm just slayed me in that episode. I had never thought about how we bring children to Christ. Like I was done. I'm mm. just telling you. Yeah, I was already triggered before that episode. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just like perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> so now when I see like Malcolm's gonna be on the episode, I'm like, okay, wait, let me get myself together. I, no I can't be with that guy. pressure. You gotta, you gotta lower your expectations. <laughs> I got like one smart idea every year. So yeah. tune in again at the end of 2021. I'll have some juice for you then. <laughs> I just, I really think you guys have great chemistry and like, I was listening to the episode with KT and Sam and I was just cracking up. So, I mean, every episode is just kind of like a different emotional experience and I just love it. So, we're grateful yeah. that y'all are listening. Where y'all okay. calling from? From Nolensville, Tennessee. Nolensville, Tennessee. I, I love uh, how specific people get. We'd be like, No, no, but I've been, I've been wondering who was there because I can see who, um, <laughs> who downloads the. <laughs> now, I'm, yeah, that's now I'll be thinking about you every time I see that Nolensville, Tennessee. That's great. That's yeah. Every week, Katie is like, "Who's in Nolensville? <laughs> <laughs> who's in Topeka?" <laughs> I'm still trying to find Richardson, Texas. <laughs> Which is a suburb of Nashville. So, I mean, we're like, you know, a couple exits from Nashville. So, yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, y'all go ahead and tell us who y'all are putting on the bench. Oh, you my God. You going to go first? No, you go. No, I, I heard somebody mine. stole somebody's. I yeah, stole mine, but that's okay. Go ahead. No, go first. Go first. Go first. Oh, now you want me to go first? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to be anti-sexist. Right, exactly. He's trying okay. to not be like Sam. Or da- oh, Brandon. <laughs> I'm not oh, sexist. You just admitted that you were sexist and you have to kill it every day. I did, but that's all of us, Sam. You're the worst sexist. I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, so for me, this was a really hard decision, but I finally narrowed it down. And I think I'm going to have to put the 74,233,744 Americans who voted for a sequel of the last four years. Yes. 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 I didn't want to round that number. I wanted every single one yes. of them yes. Yes. to be placed yep. on the bench yes. down to the nearest hundred, yeah, I we, guess. we got folding chairs. We don't have a bench. <laughs> <laughs> we got a, several stadiums, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Bring but, your own yeah. lawn chair for the bench. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But I need all of these folks to please, um, yeah, have a seat. I mean, so how do you think this is going to work, though, for real? Like, we have half of the voting population who voted for a sequel. Are you nervous about what what's coming up next? I'm a little nervous about it, but now that I know that we could like turn this ship around in the middle of a pandemic, I just feel like, you know, what could we do if we didn't have all these things working against us? And if we just can continue to just kind of keep the momentum going and keep people, you know, involved in in the election process, I think we actually have a chance. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I was a bit shocked. Because I was scared going into this. I was like, dude, I don't know how this is going to turn around. 
But I really think that if we can do this in the middle of a pandemic, what can we do, you know, once our economy is kind of back on track? What can we do when people aren't scared to go outside and, and scared to participate in different things? So I don't know. I'm hopeful for the future. And maybe that's just me trying to look at the bright side of things. But yeah, I'm hopeful. I appreciate that. We need a little hope these days. Yeah, for sure. Tawan, who you got? Okay, so I'll admit this. I think this one about sums up what I feel. So y'all just bear with me. Uh, I want to put, and I hope, uh, with love, I want to put all the old male gatekeepers on the morning's bench mm-hmm. with hands lifted. I think for me, the whole rush, and we're on the morning's bench, so I have to put this in the context of church, but it applies to business as well. I think the rush to technology kind of magnified this for the church. Um, But for me personally, I've had a lot of experiences with this and I've had friends who have experienced with this, like this whole old male gatekeepers. If you wonder what they are, they are the male leaders who don't know uh, when to move on Mm. and out the way. Mm -hmm. And that could be in any church business or whatever. And I'm just genuinely over these cats with, and I hate to say this because, you know, it might trigger some people, but this Saul complex, like mm. Miles Monroe said it best. He said in the sermon about success, he said he feared before he before he passed, he said he fears there's some leaders that are going to die with the baton of their organization in their hand. And I'm, I'm starting to see the insecurities of that really play out in multiple ways. Even Barack Obama, when talking about, um, you know, at a private leadership event. Um, and he was talking about the benefits of women in leadership. He was talking about, he said it too. He said, most of the world's problems are linked to old men who won't get out the way. Now, yep. I, I do understand, and I don't want to make an ageist argument because there are some phenomenal older gentlemen who understand the necessity of surrounding themselves with the future. But to those individuals who may be listening, mm-hmm. I'm praying for you who are just struggling with the future of your organization and here's this here here's here's how here's how you know this may be you if you are threatened and i'm sorry i'm sorry you did this brandon you triggered me you calling them out come on if you. you are if you are threatened by change and the future of your organization it may be time for you to move on and i i've always said this i would rather be david with all his craziness preparing Saul to build something that he knew he couldn't build than be Saul who had to literally move out the way. I, I just would rather be in a situation where I could embrace the change that's coming so I can witness it potentially than sit here and put myself in position to be the distraction mm. or the problem. Mm. And so I'm I'm genuinely, genuinely putting these old male gatekeepers and especially those of you who struggle with the fact that you had to get on Facebook Live or YouTube <laughs> with your service. Why'd you come in okay. to read? You reading for filth. I'm sorry. You did this. So if anything COVID taught some of us is that you have to be prepared for the future. And, and, and we almost have to put those who think we're going back to normal because of the vaccine on their wisdom. So I'm done. Some of these folks, I'm, I'm, I'm witnessing some of these folks think that they're doing it really well. Right. Because now that they oh, I can do Facebook Live. This is so much easier. Like I've witnessed some pastors who were 35, 40 years in 
who now don't have to go to the church who can oh, yeah. just do a Facebook live and they're like, Hey, I got five more years in me, you know, like, Oh mm-hmm. shoot. You know? And then how do we, what do we do with this? When we just elected the oldest president oh. uh, in the history of our country and someone who has served in politics for over 40 years. You know what we do? We Charlemagne the God then. Say more, tonight. say more. When Char- when he had the interview with Charlemagne the God, and he had the and Charlemagne had the audacity to challenge Biden on something he thought he wasn't going to be challenged on, and he exposed the bias, and that led to a comment that could have destroyed his campaign. I think it woke him up a little bit. So I think we have to do that. We have to have an honest, come to Jesus conversation with some of these cats, because admittedly, those cats are talking about, I got five more years. They probably wasn't preparing their sermons anyway, but I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> you, you're walking <laughs> a little heavy. You're walking a little heavy. Wait I'm a minute. Sorry. They, so they get on Facebook Live and ramble and then close and try oh, yeah. to hoop on, on oh, live, yeah. but I'm going to leave that alone too. But I, I just think if anything, and I could go to even to the extent of what's going on with S- the Southern Baptist Convention with this whole critical race theory problem, I think it again, we gotta have these honest conversations and we got to kind of buck up against these cats and say, hey, you cannot hog all the air in the room anymore because there are more of us in the room now. Yes. Okay. So either you accept that or you're gonna have a hard time because you're not gonna take this to your grave. Mm. <laughs> more of us care about this legacy. So that's just what I think. I feel like y'all need to have you and Pastor Sam need to have a follow up conversation. Y'all sound like y'all having the same experience. Man, let uh-huh. me tell you, I had it ten years ago, but let thanks be to God, Amen. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks be to God. Welcome. <laughs> you are missed. Hey, can I give a couple of shout outs to people who just killed it this year? Yes, come on. I mean, I'm not really putting anybody on the bench. Perhaps this is maybe a new segment. I don't know what y'all call it. But it's gonna be the uh, the <laughs> baptism. <laughs> The but no, I just want to give a shout out to all the essential workers who've literally been there for us when some of our ignorant asses couldn't even show up for our own selves. Mm. So um, thank you guys. Medical workers, folks at the grocery store, all the folks who deliver all of our packages to our homes. The folks who made my fries and nuggets that I wasn't supposed to have. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then also special shout out to uh, Kamala Harris who literally made history. Yes. So we're excited about that. Um, but also, in addition to that, um, just the people who this year who showed that they actually give a damn. Yeah. I mean, like people who care about other people, people who were able to put themselves before others when we've gone through probably one of the worst global pandemics of our time. So, yeah. you know, I just want to give a special shout out to those, those who marched, those who, um, you know, wear masks because they care about themselves and others. People who stood in line for hours to vote in those key bat- battleground states. I yep. mean, just the people who just showed up for us when we literally couldn't show up for ourselves and just gave a damn in 2020. Like, yes. shout out. So, that's it. And the folks who are still giving a damn in the state of Georgia and voting in this runoff election, early voting has already started. And the final date for the election is January the 5th. So if you haven't voted already um, and you're listening to this, don't send in your ballot. Go to the polls on January the 5th because they may not count it at this juncture. So go ahead and go to the polls. Make your voting plan because we got to pull this thing off in Georgia. Yes. Yes. So I love it. But that's it. Felicia and Dan, you got one more, D'Antoine? I'm good. I got. I feel better now. I feel you, got, you got. You, 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 feel, you feel a little lighter. <laughs> yeah, I feel a little lighter. 
got my feet getting happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank y'all so much for listening and for calling in. And we're going to have some pumpkin pie, too, at some point. Whatever. Uh-huh. And goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> listen, wait. My issue with Brandon was not that he didn't know it was pumpkin pie. It was that he got his black behind on this podcast and tried yeah. to dog pumpkin pie, knowing yes. that he had eaten pumpkin pie. I didn't remember. <laughs> Whatever. She yes. she texted me Whatever. after the episode released. Whatever. I was so infuriated. Like, I was so mad. But you should count I mean, it as a compliment that I didn't consider your pie pumpkin. Wow. No, no, that's not how it works. That's like saying, oh, you should count it a compliment that I don't consider you a black person. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, fam. It's good to talk to y'all. All right, Felicia. Thank appreciate you. y'all. See you. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. That's a wrap on today's episode. We'll be back to a podcast app near you next Tuesday with a conversation about caring for the planet. If you're liking what you hear, you already know what to do. Follow us on social media. You can follow this podcast at You on the Bench on all channels, or you can follow Feel That Media. The handle's Feel That Media on all channels. Also, hit that subscribe button at the top of the feed. And all you Apple heads, please consider leaving a rating and a review. And if you're the tithing type, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Media to leave something in the offering basket. Peace. That's the last time we are having my family on this podcast.